It's a grizzly. Should we get out of here? No. We're gonna watch and listen. To another edition of Paranormal Encrypted Rabbit Hose with Grizzly on the hunt with psychic medium Sonia. Uh, she is tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. She is fixing her some uh, something to nibble on. Uh, so, hello, Twisted. Welcome to the show, Crazy Witch. Yes. Uh, hey, all. Uh, gonna try to make it through this video. I, I really, you know what? You all sent me some good vibrations the other day. It actually helped me. Uh, I didn't put stuff in there, so I'm starting to fluff the humidity, but it really helped me. So thank you, uh, for all the good vibrations and stuff. And, um, I, I wish there was something I'm sending you some vibes and some good, uh, high energy. Hello, Pamela. Uh, welcome to the show. How you doing? Tess H. Welcome. So Sonia should be here any second. And we are going to talk about kentucky in tennessee uh yes and we were going to talk about folklore that uh, when it comes to kentucky and tennessee i'm glad you're doing good pamela that's awesome uh pamela is my mama uh what's up laurel laurel's in the house happy belated birthday to you See, I sound much better and feel much better, Laurel. Hello, Laurel. Welcome. Liana, welcome to the show. Hello. Crazy Witch, welcome. I wish you the best. And thanks for all the good vibrations the other night and healing powers. Uh, I feel tremendously a whole lot better than I ever did. Um, I actually never canceled a show. And I was like, didn't want to that night. But we're going to talk about Kentucky and Tennessee about folklores. And we have an investigator. Uh, his name is Greg Yost. Uh, very big into Bigfoot in northern Kentucky and Indiana. And um, you all heard probably, and I'm going to bring some pictures up, probably uh, the goat man or the Pope monster. Well, we actually have that here in Louisville, Kentucky. And what it is, and I'm going to bring it up and see if I can share a page on it, uh, but it's this railroad trestle uh, that this cryptid haunts and, and has people that actually goes in and either commit suicide, uh, lures them in, human beings, uh, to this area. And uh, there you go. Welcome to the show, Sonia. <laughs> Welcome, baby. So I was just introducing them to the Popelik monster, and uh, I was talking about Greg Yost. I'm getting ready to share our screen. Yeah, the so, goat man. Uh, is that what that is? Yeah, the yeah. goat man. And I want to tell you all uh, what happened. Uh, Greg Yost, like I said, is a, a very known uh, researcher and investigator in this part of the country. Uh, he's got his own uh, Facebook group. He's got his own uh, outings and investigations and expeditions. I mean, this guy uh, was contacted by uh, Sasquatch Soap 
And uh, I don't know if they picked him up to represent their soap. But, I mean, it, it's pretty cool. So bear with me. I'm trying to figure out what button to hit because I got so many screens open. Let me close a couple of these real quick, like always, trying to do too much at once. But uh, he lives in Indiana, and uh, which is right across the bridge from Louisville, or we call it Louisville. But we, you know, uh, it's spelled Lewis. I was like, where's Louisville? When you said that, I was over here like, where's that at? <laughs> yeah, so that's Louisville? like not too far. Yeah, Louisville. Yeah. Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. Just, just Louisville. drop out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting. So he was actually uh, over in Louisville and at this guy's house and uh, visiting one of his friends. Yeah. Great twist of which I'm going to be behind on the on the comments because I'm trying to hit this uh, share screen button so I can show you this. But uh, he went over to visit somebody. And uh, they were out in the backyard, and uh, the guy was like, <laughs> and my buddy was like, radiation is going on over here, you know, and, and all this other stuff. And, of course, they hit a button, and it disappears. You want a free book? Absolutely not. I don't want a free book. Let's get out <laughs> of there. But it's free. <laughs> yeah, but it's free. I love you. I do. <laughs> Uh, the public trestle. This actually, uh, let me see if I can blow this up on my screen here. Well, I read the word wrong. It says trestle. <laughs> I did not read that right. I'm dyslexic. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me see if I can click on a picture here. And then let me see if I can blow it. It's not letting me blow it up. What a strange. Oh, no wonder I'm in the wrong layout. Ooh. Oh, yes. Let me, uh, where'd it go? Hold on, ladies. <laughs> Come on, show. <laughs> the show must go on. <laughs> I see it, but I don't see it on the screen. Let me do it again. It's, gone. Yeah, it's not there. Let me remove it. Let me hit uh, add stream. And let me see if I can blow it up. But anyways, it's not blown up. I don't know why. I guess it's just the picture. But anyways, this is an old trestle that people uh goes to and and it says it's a it's like part of an animal part human brethren such as the jersey devil and the chupacabra the public monster origins real or otherwise are unknown but the deaths which have occurred at this bridge are very well documented in the local community and the police departments i mean the local popo has to patrol this area to keep people away from it and quit investigating it and uh and it's showing me the same picture every time i i click on it. there you go <laughs> there it goes yeah so okay. and this thing is old and uh and it's not doing there we go so you can yeah. see the reefs down at the bottom and i don't know why but it, on this one you can't let me see if i can blow it can i blow it up any bigger uh open image a new tab and that didn't do jack squat but down at the bottom <laughs> and balloon for people that have died that commit suicide so while he was over at this guy's house visiting the neighbor was like throwing a fit and it was like just not making any sense about anything. And you can see down there if you if if your screen's bigger than mine, you, there's there's a little creek and a little river 
Well, this creek runs all the way down through Louisville, down through the neighborhoods and the city, down to this train trestle. Now, he finally got the guy to calm down. And, and the article says, of course, all these are just legends, right? However, the truth is that there has been a number of people who scaled the, the eight-foot fence, okay, to get underneath the bridge while allegedly tripping, okay, allegedly tripping, a pastime where amateur folklorists and monster hunters go and seek and find their legends. This trail still rattles across the aging bridge, and foolish trespassers have been known to be struck by local motives or they fall off. So, and, uh, and it says, while climbing the trestles, the legend or the no Pope Lick monster may have claimed more lives than most myths that are out there. Now, this is documented here, and you can Google this, and, and I will share. How many people doesn't fit it killed? But you just because it's documented doesn't mean, because somebody wrote that. Well, don't forget now, you have law enforcement, you know. Right. How many How many deaths have been uh, accounted for for that bridge? I'm just curious. Well, we're getting ready to do that, so. Well, I'm so sorry. Let me eat my fries and stop and just listen. So, uh, let me share some pictures of what this creature looks like so uh let's see here public images and i am glad i am not live when i did that <laughs> so yeah, yeah i don't know what it is my poor audio listeners in the morning i'm telling you all right here we go so now this is creepy looking. Now, of course, there's other different types of pictures that are out there. And yes, half man, half goat. But this is what everybody around this area of the states portray this thing to look like. And present, share screen, and play browser, Pokemon monster. And here is the image. And it's freaky looking. I mean, I wouldn't want to meet something like that. See if I can blow that one up. I can't blow that one up either. It, it keeps going to a different default. That sort but, of looks like a tattoo on my back. No. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to see it? <laughs> so anyways, so no. Greg was out in this guy's his friend's yard. <laughs> <by the laughs> <river is like, laughs> And he was like, dude, calm down, man. What is going on? He was like, man, the the the, the Pope monster it was sighted last night. And Greg's like, what? You talking to goat, man? He's like, wow. He's like, what, how do you know? He's like, dude, come down here. We got tracks. And they and they saw it and somebody tracked it all the way down to the train trestle. So Greg called me up and he was telling me, he's like, man, you're not going to believe what I've got. And I'm like, what? And he was telling me the story about him being over his friend's house. And I'm like, no way. And this guy never leaves home without being prepared. I'm talking, you think I'm bad about being prepared for stuff, right? So this guy pulls out a casting set kit and start casting prints. Hold on. Let me show you what they look like. So this gets interesting. Very interesting. 
And Greg is a type of guy, and he's non-BS, right? And if you don't believe him, he will make you a believer, or he'll make a butt out of you. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just the type this guy is. And very, I mean, like I said, very well known. And uh, I showed Sean, Sonia the pictures. Let me bring it up on the other screen here. Yeah, sorry. Um, I'll turn my camera off for a second. Hey. I'm bringing up the pictures. So, and uh, Greg was like, Grizzly, there's actually, there's Prince. And I was like, did you? He was like, yes. He's like, you know, I never leave home without anything. So uh, they tracked this thing and uh, present and share screen. Here we go. So this is the first image he saw. And it was weird is because look at that. Look at that print. Now, I used to be a deer, deer hunter. Okay. That is not a deer print. I grew up in the country. That is not a cow print. Okay. We do not have elk in Jefferson County or Southern Indiana. Okay. That is not an elk print. So I was like, man, it's like Greg. It's like, <laughs> so if you see, there's a dollar bill laying next to it right here. I don't know if I can blow this one up or not. I can't blow his pictures up. So let's go to the next one. Look at this. So Greg is fascinated. Now Greg is starting pulling money out in like tracking this thing and taking pictures. At it. That, would, that, would, that would attract most things. <laughs> I mean, look at it. It's, it's not side by side. It's in a straight line. Right. So, like it's on two legs. Right. Yes. Yes. And this is what the neighbor said they claimed they saw and heard. And, and this was, and you can tell, oh, what happened? Yeah. You can tell that uh, here's, a, here's a better picture right there uh, of the image. Let me go to another picture. Yeah. And this is what he casted. Now, you saw the size of it in his hand. And let me back up. And Greg is not a small guy, ladies and gentlemen. This guy is like six something, okay? Big hands, big hands. So that's what he casted. More than one. Look at how deep the impression is and look at the formation of it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is from my hometown area. Okay. There is nothing that's in the woods that we hunt that leaves marks or tracks like this. Well, I have goats. I have like 14 goats out running in my yard every day and i can tell you for a fact that is definitely a goat print <laughs> but like, uh, is your goat prints that big well no obviously but okay. so but now, the, split, the way it splits off it's different than a deer a deer has more toe right. than that and uh, a goat definitely has that split toe like that to make it accessible for climbing so, Greg, what he did was, is he followed this thing down. And I'm trying to get down to. Uh, <laughs> it's not letting me click on the thingy. Man, technical difficulties have been going on all day. Inside the brain, outside the brain. The hands aren't working. The phone's not working. Nothing's working right. All right, there we go. Now, let me hit this button so we can. So, so he took that print, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. 
And he went to the Indiana Department of Natural Resources. That's what we call the fish and wildlife. And he was like, huh? He said, I got something I want you all to look at. And they're like, well, what do you got? And he laid it on the desk. And he said they looked at him like he was crazy. You know, where'd that come from? He Did said, they look at him like he was crazy or like, oh, we don't talk about that? No, like he was crazy. Like they had no idea. And Greg's like, okay, now what made this track? Since you all are DNR, what made it? And they're picking it up and they're examining it. And this is what he's telling me. And they are like, um, that's a cow print. And Greg starts laughing. And he's like, let me show you what a cow print looks like. So he gets on his phone and brings up a cow hoof and mm-hmm. a cow print in a pasture. Nowhere near does this look similar. So they wanted the cast. And he was like, nah, that's mine. The hell with that. So then he went to Kentucky Fish and Wildlife and did the same thing. And they didn't want to talk to him at first because they were like, where, where, where did you get this? He was like, I got it from Louisville. He said, and we thought like, we had track on all the cryptids. Yeah, over. Like, you're like, we're at Louisville. He's like, it's the Polk monster, isn't it? And, and they would not, they said it was a guy wearing uh, fake footprints, making them and all that. Ladies and gentlemen, Look, any human being would make something like that, put them on the bottom of the feet. Now, I'll give but them. You have shoes like that now. Like you can, you can order a pair of hoof shoes off of Amazon I, now. I, but, but the public monster is way older than way now, older than that. The bootleggers around this area used to have cow hoofs on the bottoms of their shoes, strapped with leather. The smuggled liquor across the fields. So that way they couldn't be tracked. So that's what they're trying to pull this off as, as, as a person that's pulling it. So they wanted the cast as well. So I'll put the pictures back up. Sure. I'm sorry. Let me uh, pull it back up. So yes, the bootleggers in this area used to do that. The, the smuggled liquor across the fields of the farms and everything. Let me share it again. Present. Share screens. I still got the picture up. I just didn't know why it's it's taking up the whole screen. I'm trying to split it into threes. There we go. There we go. Much better. So, and And look uh, how deep it is. I mean, look how deep it is. I mean, that's 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 a heavy creature. (laughs) And I mean, I know, like, yeah, they had those shoes and all, but but the 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 goat man in Kentucky particularly had been seen has been seen many times throughout the years and ages, you know, and it's not just, you know. That's a picture he got of a a baby juvenile Sasquatch in uh, Southern Indiana. So let me me pull up a picture of that. There we go. There's, there's a good picture of one of the prints. So, but if you look, ladies and gentlemen, uh, hello, Thomas. Hello, Pamela. But if you look at the, uh, hey, Scarborough, uh, Amy, everybody, I'm trying to catch up uh, on the on the comments here since I had technical difficulties like always. Laurel says hi, Sonia. Hi. Crazy Amy. But, hi, everybody. 
they were dumbfounded and they wanted they asked him how many of these do you have he wouldn't answer so greg if you're watching hopefully i'm telling your story right because um, this is all you and and he still has them and we did a show last year and uh he was so proud of them he got them out of his carryall cabinet and i was like dang god i didn't know they were that big he was like yeah and then the kentucky fish and wildlife hey luna said that it was a oversized heifer that got loose now ladies and gentlemen if you know anything about heifers okay which is a cow now there is a part where these tracks are located where they slaughter pigs for bacon and sausage there's a factory and a slaughterhouse not probably not even three quarters of a mile from this location and when i used to work on the pd i used to get paid to work off duty to watch the train and the equipment at night from all the flagrants and homeless people stealing stuff so, and this creek runs around there, through there, all the way down to this train trust. So, it's similar, sounds similar to Mossman. But all the actual sightings comes up to the same thing. Yeah, the spirit train. Uh, they say if you put your, if you climb up on it, some people say if you lay your head down on, on, the, on the old train tracks, you can feel the vibration. Of course, you're going to feel because it's up in the, I think, 80 feet or 100 feet up in the air. I'm, it, it's, of course, it's going to move just like a building. But they mm -hmm. say you can hear the train coming. Now, if you know anything about swimming in a river or in a lake and you go underwater and boats are coming, you may not see that boat, but you can hear the motor coming through That's that true. water with the vibrations. So this is where everybody's got everybody wanting to go down there and do these investigations. Scarborough, what you cooking dinner? So Twisted Wits, that's so much history on that cryptic creature. No, I mean, it is big around. And yeah. but Greg was in the right spot at the right time. That's what is amazing. Go ahead, Sonia. No, well, I guess, you know, timing is everything. But no, I was going to say, like, it's just weird that, the you know, there's these goat man stories. And if you look back... um. And other cultures and stuff, you know, that they've had sightings of other goat men around the uh, around the world. Um, and it's a little weird that the the tale of like the three Billy Goats Gruff, you know, was at a bridge and stuff. It's just it's it's weird connections and things like that. So, uh, a donkey print standing stone does not look like that. And you can Google a donkey print because that that was actually challenged too. Donkeys and don't have a, that wide of a split, and they don't have right. that. Uh, point in the tip of the toe it's more rounded rather than pointed uh, goats are the only ones that have that tip toe like that goats mountain goats some some breeds of sheep uh, depending on where they are they have that that the toe split like that and the it's the it's the t tip of the toe where it's so angled like that most of the other creatures are rounded off but goats have that because they are excellent climbers Rough the hoof doesn't splay out. Splay out. That's right. Yeah. I cannot do that. I cannot do the spot. Oh, that girl. I didn't do nothing. I see sign. I did not do that. All right. I just so yeah. happened to be just sitting close to my phone. I didn't. Okay. Greg is not a BS or is he, Thomas? 
Greg is a straight guy. But why and, would anybody want to just go out and just be like making stuff up like that? Like, and there's no point in it. I mean, what for 15 seconds of fame and then nothing? Like, you just people, I just, I mean, these, I, brands, I know people do do that. But, but what was weird though, you don't dedicate is, your life to something that you really don't believe. Let me go back and bring up to where the stride is because this is what got me is the, the strides on here. Okay. And look at the impression, the front and back of the hoof. And, and you can tell as it walked how it lifted. Yeah, it's got no drag. There's no, no drag. There's no, no drag, drag whatsoever. It's light on its feet. It's like, like if you would think about like, the old god Pan, he was half goat, half man, right? You would think about how he would walk or like, you know. He no, <laughs> actually had that statue downtown Louisville. Mm -hmm. I think Shawnee Park, a Peter, a Pan, a Pan, a Peter. Or, Pan, his name's Pan. He's the god. He's the, he used to, he's one of the old mytho mythological gods, you know, that would, uh, he had a flute and he would lure, lure young girls into the woods. For yeah. Thing. That is correct, Thomas. So you know Greg is. Greg is a good guy. So, uh, yes, Crazy Witch. Uh, no, Thomas, he's not a BSer at all. Absolutely not. So that's why I am proud to display this. And when Sonny was like, well, let's do some cryptid myths and folklore around Tennessee and Kentucky, I'm like, well, yeah. That's yeah, a good the, the South in general. And if anybody, like, anybody else wants to, like, Tell us about folklores in their part of their counties and things that they, you know, and it, it's cool because everybody has like a different name for their creatures. And and a lot of the like a lot of them are similar things. Like, how do we know the goat man and the kill deer or the no deer or whatever are not the same thing? I mean, different descriptions, you know, Wendigos. Yeah. I mean, Wendigos and the goat man. But and it's this, just and this is how the prints were all the way down through the creek all the way down to the train trestle and it just stopped and disappeared and and because Greg, Greg was leaving no down to the trestle because yeah. it runs down to the trestle right and i just wondered if it disappeared oh, into the, like, like, into the water itself. and greg was like thank god i had money because i was laying it down he was like, I was hoping nobody's gonna pick it up on the way back. Through the print and caught all the dollars. <laughs> I was like, What was you trying to do? Call it in with money? You making it rain from it or for it? And he started like Greg is a good guy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh no, it walks only on two. It's a two-legged creature. Yeah, you can oh, tell because it's just it's one print in front of the other. And, and and that's the thing about goats in the way they walk, too. So goats walk with their hips in. So they walk one foot in front of the other like that, like right in front of the other like that. Other animals, not so much. They have a lot of drag in their footprints. I mean, even deer, even deer, um, deer have more drag in their hoof prints and in their prints than the goats do. Because we have a lot of deer out here and the goats, and they all... They all run together at some point. But if you look, and I and I, I don't have the other pictures where he did the measurements in between the toes, and then he did the length from the tip to the back, see where the heel is, the yeah. hoof of the heel, and how it smashed down into the creek bed. 
And if you notice where he stood, he did not leave impressions. And Greg's a big guy. He right. left like barely footprint impressions. Well, I was going to say, you can see uh, traces of other footprints right there beside it, but there's, but they're not indented. They're there, but they're not. Right. He said he's like, what, 200 something pounds, six yeah, feet. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, he is yeah. something. Yeah. He's, he's so whatever this had to be, it had to be at least 400 pounds and six foot something. <laughs> so, uh, but no, and uh, yeah, you can, you can find him on Squatchman TV. That Squatchman TV down at the bottom. Let me get the thing off. Check him out. I mean, because his his photos from Southern Indiana are legit. A Bigfoot, Sasquatch, uh, Harry Man, whatever you want to call it. I mean, this guy is a straight shooter. Thomas, and like I said, knows him, and he is not. No, it's not a bird, uh, because uh, they actually. I don't know if it was uh, Kentucky. I think it was Kentucky, and don't quote me, Mr. Yost, uh, but they tried to debunk that as well, and that's when he put it out in the parking lot, and if you notice in the picture, he's got more than one cast. He right. was smart, because he was afraid that, hey, uh, I'm going to display this, they're going to come and confiscate it, but guess what? You may take one or two, we ain't going to get them all. So, But if you can see down there by his truck tire, how big that print is now look how look at the size of that sitting there on the on the i wish i could just blow that up ladies and gentlemen i don't know why i can't so i have uh, a one of my biggest goats i mean my biggest goat he's 200 i mean he's like 150 pounds 160 pounds something like that and if you stand him straight up he's taller than i am you know and and his foot just his foot alone is not even as big as my palm i mean and I have pretty small hands, you know, so it just, there's, I mean, there's no way that even as a, I mean, he, and he's a full size goat <laughs> that, that, that there's no way that's just a normal size goat. It's just yeah. it's not, it's not a normal size goat that walks on two legs neither. Like goats can walk on two legs, but they cannot walk. They can't walk in a straight line like that without dragging their feet or something unless they're used to walking on two legs now they actually did somebody on facebook actually did catch a goat uh, last year walking on its hind legs and it I was a video of my sister dancing with one of our goats one of our goats she get him. she she used to we don't have him anymore but she used to get him to stand up and she, she my sister's a really good dancer she would dance and the, the goat would get up there and she would dance with the goat. So there's videos of her here on YouTube dancing with the goat. And he stands up. He stands up for a, a few minutes. But they're not that coordinated when they're on their two hind legs. Not like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. the goats can stand on their hind legs for a few minutes. Like, that ain't no big deal. But it's just they're not coordinated on two legs. Like, whatever that was would have been coordinated in enough that it walked on two legs normally and, and it, it walked, walked very dainty like very very it wasn't like 15 20 feet this walked right. for miles and the neighbors they said they heard something a weird like animal sound and it was it was awful and they were like what the heck you know because it's out back in the ditch and uh <laughs> no not in that ditch 
know you all if you're listening. But uh, so one of the neighbors allegedly saw the creature and was like, what in the hell? And did, I mean, just freaked out. And the next morning he was down there visiting his friend. His neighbor came to tell the other neighbor because they were all like, you ain't going to believe this. And I'm glad he was there because he carries his stuff with him. So some of the other things that we have around here in Kentucky is we're famous for is Daniel Boone actually shot a Sasquatch uh, in his day. Uh, he yeah, he did. And uh, <laughs> he would. They call it the Hillbilly Beast and dates back to Daniel Boone's day. Uh, the tale describes it as a hairy, smelly, Bigfoot-like being that howls. Uh, features in the four season of the History Channel Monsters. Yeah. Uh, the Hot Rod Haven. Uh, now, this goes back, ladies and gentlemen, to the 50s. And uh, what happened was, as a young couple was on their way to the dance hall, and they were speeding down Mitchell Hill Road. <laughs> and as common both back then and now, their car crashed, and the couple was killed. People still have car wrecks to these days on this road. And they also, uh, the bodies, the couple that died back in the 50s, the bodies were laid to rest together, which was pretty interesting. But the yeah. legend says is that you can go down through there and do not pick up hitchhikers. And they will see ghost cars or ghost headlights. And they would see uh, like a car that people has called in allegedly saying, hey, there's a car that just wrecked and the police would show up and be like, really? Somebody's pranking us? And they will call them back and like, no, we saw the car. We just didn't see anybody. It was weird. It was an older car, though. So, uh, yeah, sounds like a skinwalker. I don't know. You know, uh, when she first brought this up, you know, this first person I thought about was Greg. So uh, I posted my GoFundMe for further information on the health issues. Yeah, that's fine. Absolutely. Uh, are you on Facebook? I am. And uh, I don't know who you're talking to. Uh, but, uh, but Hot Rod Haven, they have problems today that uh, people go down there and they do paranormal hunts, investigations to try to capture EVPs. Uh, allegedly, uh, the folklore here is that you can record a car uh, screeching out of control and wrecking on your digital audio recorders. So that's very interesting. Uh, so that's another spot where people have problems going down investigating. Uh, we have our own uh, Sleepy Hollow legend. Uh, but it does not involve the headless horseman, but instead a creepy hearse, a hearse, you know, where you put your casket in and go into the, to bury the body, a hearse. And uh, the lore tells us that prospect hearse appears from thin air and runs drivers off the road. And they also, they say they hear crying can be heard from what sounds once from the crybaby bridge. And it says that decades ago, women, and this is documented, women would throw their unwanted or sickly children off the sides to their death. They also experienced time warps, has also been experienced in these locations. Drivers claim to enter the road at one time and exit several hours later. They lost time. 
And uh, now that is creepy. So we know back in the old days when people had deformities or people that had unfortunately unwanted children, they would dispose of the infants. Uh, they would either take them down to the Ohio River or certain spots in Kentucky. Uh, I'm trying to think of that uh, where they used to go down and hang them off the bridge. Uh, Lockport. Uh, they would use that area a lot, too, to dispose of unwanted children or sickly. And they, they would just toss them and just walk away. So uh, that was pretty interesting. Uh, Cody Road uh, Railroad Bridge. Uh, there's severe flooding there decades ago. A woman is rumored to either have drowned or committed suicide during a flood. The investigations have gotten so out of control, they had to put iron gates up to close and stop during flooding and also to keep people from going down there into these tunnels because back in the 30s or 40s louisville louisville however you want to call it flooded really bad so they had to install these floodgates and these pumps and everything else to prevent the flooding to happen but they also hear calls uh a police officer uh now this one i heard a lot growing up a uh, ghostly police officer supposedly likes to patrol Narrows Ridge in Erlanger, Kentucky. In the 1950s, an officer was hit by another vehicle during a routine traffic stop. Now, ladies and gentlemen, he pulls people over in the same vehicle, but disappears as he walks to the person's car or away from it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that would freak me out. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't freak anybody out it's the cops <laughs> uh, hey patricia how you doing good evening there welcome to the show so uh good night uh twisted witch hope you get uh feeling better i really do yes uh, really 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 do uh but no it, it's just you know uh fisherville uh here's another train trestle uh this runs over uh floyd Flo floyd's Fork River, which <laughs> goes from Indiana to Kentucky. Now, when the Ohio River is up to a certain level, uh, I don't know what the footage is. I, I'm going to have to fact check it. You can take a John boat all the way up through this creek, all the way through both states. And in Fisherville, they said that uh, it's been said that the goat man lives here underneath this trestle and calls out in a childlike voice for help. Now, what does that sound like you just said earlier? What? What? Man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what do you mean? I don't remember. What do you mean? Calling out? No. What, what would Pan do? Oh, the he would lure people. The lure, it was usually young girls. Um, he would lure people into the woods. Yeah. Let me see if I can pull up a, a picture. You know how the superstitions in the in the mountains are. Like, you know, you if you hear something in the woods, no, you didn't. If you hear somebody call your name, no, you didn't. If you hear somebody whistling in the woods, no, you didn't. <laughs> well, what, you know, what was really interesting is last night we were talking to Bob Hartman and we were talking to Chris. Uh, Chris is in Florida, the one that is on the, that Bigfoot team. That the mid, does mid Florida it, Bigfoot yeah. research team. 
the one that does a lot of research in the Everglades and stuff. And they were talking about screams, like women screaming or a woman screaming out in the middle of the woods during the day and night that freaked the heck out of them out. And they don't get scared, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? And Barb's like, well, I hear the same thing. I'm like, that does not sound like Sasquatch to me. That sounds like a banshee. And well, man, they always just sat back. They didn't know what to say, did they, Sonia? Well, no, but that totem, the wampus cat, like, screeches like that. She makes all kinds of sounds and stuff, and she screams like a, like an old witch cackling in the woods, you know, or like an old witch laughing or something. It's different. Or like kids. Sometimes it'll be like a like a young girl laughing, and sometimes it'll be like an old woman laughing. But foxes wow. often make weird screams, too. They sound like a witch cackle. But there's uh, a difference, and you'll know. A baby, there's a yeah. difference. Let me uh, stop sharing this. Let me share. Uh, That's what I feel like. Like we, like we have all these different creatures and we have all these different, you know, and you, it's everybody's got different descriptions because everybody looks different. Right. And, but like, there's so many creatures out there that are the same creature, you know, that um, like, I'm pretty sure at this point, the wampus cat and the dog man are the same creature. <laughs> we just all have different names for them. But this is a pan statue. So yeah. he's one of my favorite gods. But if you look, what does he also look like as well? He looks straight up like that photo you showed earlier in that picture right there. And that looks like the tattoo on my back. <laughs> so it, it's it, it's strange because every every state, you know, uh, has their own folklore. But mm -hmm. When, when she was talking about Kentucky and Tennessee, I was like, yeah, let's let's look at some of them. Because I knew about some of the ones around here and so forth. Because uh, Kentucky has the top 12 uh, ranking uh, different ones. But what about Tennessee? Um, I, I, I didn't. <laughs> we got into it. I never... I never got that far into looking at Tennessee's like list. I know. I mean, you think that would have been the first one I did, but no, I was talking to you. So we did Kentucky first, <laughs> but I mean, I know like some of them, like, and everybody has their own ghost stories about things that are haunted. And, and there's a lot of haunted places and a lot of, and it's not that a lot of places are haunted time. There's just residuals of like stuff that happened in time in certain places, you know, and then some places are haunted. <laughs> Some spirits just like to linger in places they were comfortable in. You Some know, energy stronger in other places. When I type in Tennessee cryptids, it comes up error. Could not process this. Get request. <laughs> it's yeah. like I'm being censored. No, no I'm, I'm being serious. No, but like, no, like, like that. Um, maybe that's why, you know, I started to look at it the other day and I couldn't find much of anything. Like, I even went back to like, the last reported Bigfoot, like I was looking at Tennessee reports of Bigfoot and stuff, and there was, they're not, there wasn't a bunch, but there used to, there was like a whole bunch of reports and then none. I don't know. It's just weird. I don't know. And the, I just, I don't know. A lot of uh, deforestation going on around here. So. They have actually, ladies and gentlemen, I am not able to get on any web browser, but I'm still live, right? Yeah, you're still live. We're here. I'm here. 
that he got you. Error. You're cutting out. You're cutting and out. It takes me to okay. Yeah. It, 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 well, we talked about some bad stuff on another show. All right. So, cryptids of Tennessee. Let me share this one. And you know, it, and I always tell people, you know, what what do you have in your area? You know, yeah. uh, that you know about because you'll be surprised what you will find out. It's usually it may be something similar, right? Uh, yeah. let's see here, uh, Tennessee terror. Don't forget. We got the goblins of uh, Harlan County, uh, back in the fifties, the little gray aliens, the green monsters were attacking that family. That was a true story. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty interesting. And yeah, uh, they, they showed up at the sheriff's office and was like, like they said they were bloody and sweaty and they were like, what's wrong? And they was like, listen, we've had to fight off these aliens for hours we've been you know and they went to the house and they had their window shot out they shot out of the house yes it looked like shot from the inside out like you know like who who would sit in their own house you know and this is back in the 50s it wasn't like now and you could just blame it on the you know (laughs) the stuff people do that nowadays this was like you know this is back in the 50s when stuff didn't First off, you didn't tell people stuff like that if it did happen. <laughs> like you just didn't. The whole town would call you a laughing stock, and you'd never be able to live there again. So anybody I feel like shows up in the 1950s with a story like this, it's got to. There's got to be some truth to it. And they shot the house up from the inside. Who would sit in their house and shoot their house up from the inside? <laughs> oh, there's one. No, and, and no. There, people that live down there in Harlan County, they will tell you no. That my grandparents, they knew, I mean, it made the news big time back then. Because back then, it's, it's still country, ladies and gentlemen. It's coal mines. I mean, it's the sticks. It's, you you know, and you so, didn't tell people. I'm telling you right now, you don't tell people crazy stories like that back then. I mean, it's it's just now where the people around here will talk about Sasquatch because they know that they're out there. But it's just now where it's not. People don't think you're crazy for talking about it. You know, and we just now got into that, into that, like, that age, you know, that where it's not taboo to talk about stuff like that. Because you'd be a laughing stock and you're, you would never be able to show your face in town. They would, they would probably have you committed. There's so much stuff that could happen to you for telling a story like that back then. So the Flintville monster, and I've heard about this. It, they say it's a cryptid akin to the famous Bigfoot, but much more aggressive and dangerous. It lurks around Flintville, Tennessee, tormenting its inhabitants. Those who've seen it describe the creature standing approximately seven foot tall and smelling similar to a skunk. Hey, right. It's just like the one at my house that smells like that, and he's aggressive. So one of the most famous accounts of this creature comes from a mother in the 1970s who claimed to see a large man-like ape running towards her son who was playing in the field. She ran to intercept it and barely got him to her son before the creature. She ran back to her house with the son and called the police, but when they arrived to investigate, of course, the creature, and all they found in the woods were 16-inch footprints in blood. Now, from what I understand, that the people back then went after this creature because they didn't, they back then, 
neighbors would help each other out and defend with their livestock and farms. You, you catch my drift. So if you had a coyote problem or, or predator problem, you know, killing your calf or your livestock, your chickens, goats. The old torch and pitchfork pitchfork method, but it was, you know. (laughs) Uh, And it's weird you said the knot deer. Now, I did not know about the knot deer. So what is the knot deer? Because it's showing a picture. uh, Yeah, well, it's described a lot like the Wendigo. And it's also described like, um, it's been described like different ways. Um, I mean, you can read the thing. (laughs) And then I can tell you. Yeah, it says a cryptid seen all through Appalachia, where appearance is easily described as a deer, but at only at first glance. Upon further inspection, those who encountered it reported that proportions weren't just right, and sometimes described as mostly joints or moose-like, and sometimes downright dis- disappropriate, disproportionate. Sorry, another further not deer is having forward-facing eyes akin to the predator. You know, that sounds to me like a Wendigo. Yes. I told you. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's why I told you the not deer. Yeah, I didn't know if you had, I, I didn't know that you hadn't heard that term. Um, but no, that's, the, that's, that, that's the thing about like going through these. Like we could go through each state and we could start linking up like, okay, like the so-and-so monster. Okay, it's Bigfoot or you could the whatever town monster is there and you could link it up to you know close to another cryptid you know well look at here wampus beast see ah white black feline creature lives in the woods have been spotted around pleasant county west virginia wampus beasts are four times the size of male mountain lions and weighs five to six hundred pounds with massive paws that's the dog man (laughs) i'm telling you that's the wampus cat the male, okay, so the wampus cat, like I told you, I saw the dog man out here, which it looked like a werewolf. It looked like a male. And it was definitely a male. And it was very masculine, you know? And then when the, I saw the wampus cat, she was kind of dog-like in her face, but she was very... It was very... She was a beautiful Sorry, creature. Sorry, I hit a button. And, right. yeah, but... Hold on. But... There you go. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, right? Yeah, but no, it's like it, it's it's weird because I think now, and the more I've, the more I sit and think about things, and the more stories I hear, I'm pretty sure that the wampus cat and the dog man are the same creature. Um, you know, just like the the sasquatches in different areas look different. Their feet are different. Their features are different. Their faces are different. Their hair color is different everything so there's just so many creatures out there that can be linked up together that that are the same creature that we're all seeing or that they're all seeing it's just called different names by different people in different areas and different locations which is really cool to link them all up you know it it really is because you know if if you stop and think you know back from the early 1900s, late 1800s, all the way up to the 70s and 80s, you know, uh, I agree with you. You wouldn't go to the police and report stuff like this and get them involved in making stories up, being laughing stock. So, right. Because you couldn't live in a town. You couldn't work in a town. Because if you came out with a, with a story like that, they wouldn't let you work at their place of business. You know, they had a reputation 
and then you couldn't go to church and if you didn't go to church and stuff and you couldn't go into the stores and you know you couldn't be that person and function as a family in a town like that with crazy stories like that because people would shun you for it now one of the things that we hear a lot about ladies and gentlemen around this part of kentucky and towards tennessee towards her is the uh wild man uh uh, I, yeah, and uh, so, but the stories that that I have encountered and interviewed people, uh, they said it looks like the people out of the movie, the hills have eyes, that they're disformed, disfigured, and you know what is that usually a sign of inbreeding and so forth, uh, deformations, you know, because of whatnot. But they were being caught on people's property, rooting through trash, and also rooting through their gardens in, in the mountains. Well, that might just be a family of hillbillies. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, it could be. But once again, it, it's, it's a, it's a <laughs> man-like creature that's big and hairy. Well, well, okay, so here's the thing. Let's say you have pigs. Uh, when your pigs get out, do you know it only takes about 16 days for that pig to go feral and start growing in tusk and it starts growing in like inch long hair? 16 days. That's all it takes. I did not know that. Yeah. How many pigs do you have? I used to have, I used to have four. I have no pigs now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we got rid of them. Uh, there were a lot to take care of between, um, just between everything. <laughs> Now, but the, yeah, but that's uh, yeah. that's well, the Bell Witch. Moral. That's the funny thing about that property. It actually that property in itself is on a ley line, so for it to be haunted is is it's it would be unnatural if it wasn't haunted. Yeah, that's interesting. Let's jam. We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Paranormal Cryptid Rabbit Hoes with Grizzly on the Hunt and Psychic Medium Sonia. Uh, it, it, it's interesting. Uh, and, of course, I, I didn't hit the... Let me back up and hit the right... I, I forgot to hit audio. So, uh, I saw this the other night, and I did save it, and I brought it up. So, let me share the audio, and I'm going to play this just short little video here. Let me share screen, blow it up here. And action. <laughs> <laughs> 
Great Smoky Mountains of East Tennessee. Such a beautiful place. Mystery, wonder, beauty. But there's a place here at the foot of them called Cage Cove. And everybody's knows Cage Cove if they don't know Smoky. But do you know how it got its name? This is the home of the Cherokee. Do you know how the settlers come in here and acquired the land from these great people? and their history of these great pioneers that come in here. So I'm going to share a few stories with you of how they got started, how the land was acquired, how it got its name, and even an interview from some of the old people of this country. Now here's a map of the Cherokee Nation at its height at one time. Of course, they were not a lot of other tribes or land. All around, all around this part. And right here, marking the eggs is the great, the great Smoky Mountains area, right, right in, the in the heart of the Cherokee Nation. And here, and here's Cage Cove. What it, what it looks like, like today. But it, but it was all, all wooded back, back in the day, swampy, and just as fast as the boulders. And the Indians, all they, they done, done Native, Native Americans, with this hunt, it didn't, didn't live, live here. And they were in Indian trace coming through here. Marking yellow here is the trace. And really, all that's left of this, this trace is the height road. You can travel it here. You can travel it here. Marked in X. Right here it is. Right here it is. It goes right between, goes the, right loop. between the loop. Halfway, halfway. That's what's that's left what's of the left old trace. Old trace. Indian trace. Indian trace. Through here. Through here. Years and years and years ago. Now, they and they in the mountains thousands of years. And the, and place, the place was called Tashiha. Place, the, the, the autumn place. place. It's a place, place full of waters. The creeks right. was full of And they, they used this place for thousands upon thousands of years. It was a hunting ground, a seasonal hunting ground. No, there was no hidden underground city there, or no big. Indian town, town there. there. It was it just, just a hunting place. And, and as time, time went on, people, people started migrating westward, westward off the east, east coast, coast and into these, these Appalachian, Appalachian mountains. mountains. And, and all, all through these Appalachians. Here you, you can see where the wilderness roads were blazed. But, but the, the Indians, especially the Cherokee and, and the other tribes, they, they resented white, white man being here. here. So there was, so there was a, lot a lot of conflict, conflict a lot of blood shed, shed on both sides. And especially during the Revolutionary War. And and here, here you can see that Chief, the Cherokee Chief of the time, Chief Doublehead, he resented the white man. And he fought any way, way he could. But times, times changed as time, time went on. 
Now here, now in, here the in the cold, cold they started, they started settling this area, area in the late, late 1810. And I'm and I'm the first ones. The first ones are just long hunters, long hunters passing through. The first, the first documenting white, white permanent, permanent settlers, settlers here was a, was a John Oliver. He came, he came from Carter County, County and he fought in the War of 1812 alongside, alongside other Cherokee warriors against the British. And after the war, he took, he took his family from Carter County and moved into the coast. And he made friends. All right, so I went ahead and turned it off because they're saying there's a big the echo. So I don't know why. They got along I do apologize. But it was getting ready to get into the tales of the cryptids and how it started and how the indigenous tribe, Cherokees and everybody in that area lived with these creatures for thousands of years and hunted along with them and dealt with them in a manner to where, uh, no, thanks for the feedback. You know, I appreciate it. So, yeah, no, that's why I try to monitor the comments. Well, yeah, Whether it we was. No, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Huh? I was going to say it was echoing back just every now and then, and it was it was weird. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, if it's doing that, I don't want to play it. But, you know, I mean, I can tell the story. But, you know, this area is rich in indigenous tribes, and a lot of people don't realize that. Uh, Stanford Field Airport, which is, well, it's called Martin Luther King Airport, International Airport. Now, back then, it was Stanford Field. Uh, it's better known as SDFA uh, because each airport has a designation, right, out in Louisville or Louisville, Kentucky. They wanted to expand this airport years ago, and this tribe of Indian people elders came forward and said no you cannot extend indian barrel mound cannot build and they fought well you know how the government does you know there's a term that they use when they want to confiscate your land right so these sons of guns turn around and confiscate the land and i want to see if i can find a picture they built the airport. They built the runways. They built the hangars. But guess what they left? They left the Indian burial ground enclosed in a fence. It's fenced off. Let's see if I can find a picture of it. Because when I used to work off duty there uh, at nighttime to get the money and goat off the airplanes uh, for companies and banks and stuff and these big... Uh, investment companies uh indian burial ground sdfa because we would actually uh go over and look at it because we didn't know what it was at first and uh they had to then we had to ask some of the supervisors that were worked there and then you know back then you know iphones were really start coming hot and thing and and series and everything uh, on airport. Let me try airport. Go ahead. I was going to tell you, like the thing about the Cades Cove already. That man talked about them. Maybe when the when the when the nations were huge, you know, they might not have lived in Cades Cove. But I'm going to tell you right now, there are underground tunnels where they lived. Um, you know, 
through a lot of it. That's why there's so many Cherokee that survived was because uh, there's tunnels under Caves Cove. Uh, under the oldest uh, cabin there, they found tunnels that lead in. I mean, it's it's miles and miles of tunnels that these people lived in underground under Cates Cove. I heard that, but I didn't know if that was true or not. It is definitely true. Um, good luck finding the story about it. I'm going to tell you something about that. They released the story about four years ago, right after my dad died. So it was four or five years ago. They released the story about it and it was a big deal. Right. And then boom, nothing. It was just gone. Nothing. Everybody was like, nope, never happened. But there's also, they also talk about um, out here where they flooded Norse Dam, which is our big dam out here by me. Uh, they, there's a big temple. The Cherokee talked about when they got, when they got here, that there were people already here. They're the ones that they said that built the pyramids that are under, under the ground. And in, and um, I don't know exactly how it went down. Like, I'm not sure if they fought or if they shared the land or what happened to them. But in some of the oldest Cherokee, we have some of the oldest Cherokee uh, burial mounds out here, right outside of Knoxville, right out where, you know, close to where they flooded a lot of the property and stuff or a lot of the land, you know, where, where this temple was supposed to be. And um, they did, of course, you know, we talked yesterday about the Smithsonian and how they like to like cover up stuff. But they, they come in, they they went into one of these burial mounds and they found rocks. They found these rocks in this writing that was only used um, the last time that this, this language in itself was used was during the times of Moses, when Moses escaped from Egypt. So the, la the lost tribe of Israel, it's a good chance that we know where they are or where they went or where they were. Uh, but they they found that old that old writing. The last time that anybody used it was in the times of Moses. And then they found these rocks when they when they uh, when they studied them. They they realized that they come from Egypt. So they found this huge Indian burial mound, which was this huge thing. And they found all these like things from Egypt. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, right here is Martin Luther King's International Airport, and you can see my mouse on here. And right there is the Indian burial ground, that green patch. And there is a chain link fence. And they cut the grass and they trim it. Or they trim it. I don't, I, they do not use riding lawnmowers or push mower, but they do trim it. Most of the time it's overgrown. But they did. And they confiscated the land. I can't think of the term. Uh, Sean, what is it? Uh, eminent domain. It's what the government loves to use. Mm -hmm. They want a piece of your property and you say no, then they just come and confiscate it. Well, the tribe fought that and like, you're not going to build all this airport. And they forced people out of their homes. They bought neighborhoods. I mean, they like strong arm people to add the additions onto it. So, I mean, it, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. So, uh, this is where the airplanes would dock and to get fuel and everything before they would get pushed out and get taxied out to the runway and so forth. But, you know, planes would, would, would taxi down here and go to take off and land and so forth. And we would go over to that area and, uh, and visit that because it, it, it's a good section. And it's probably, I want to say, maybe six and a half, seven foot tall round mound. Uh, you can tell it's, it's man-made. But uh, the Welsh have coat of arms in Tennessee from 1070 AD. That's what I heard too, Scarborough. You know, so, there's mounds. 
there's mounds out here where I live, right? Yeah, you were <laughs> saying that on one of the shows. Yeah, there's a few of them. Um, some people talk about them. Some people just don't know what they are. Some people say they've always been there, but you can definitely tell that they're mounds. Yeah. Lauren says downtown Knoxville has the old city, which was built over older Knoxville. Yeah, you can get down in it too. There's a whole city under the under the old city in Knoxville. Yes, and you can get down in there. It's wild. Yeah, yeah. There's an old city under the old city in Knoxville, and it's built right on top of it. She's right. It's really cool. Like you can get down in there, and it's it's ooh, it's creepy. <laughs> now, we used to sneak down in there from under one of the clubs. We'd go to the club, and then there was this place in the wall. You could get in between the wall, and then go down this ladder, and it would take you right down to it. There's a city down there. It's wild. <laughs> wow. I'm not encouraging anybody to go and do that. Don't do that. Don't go do that. But uh, I also <laughs> was told that the burial mounds that you all have in certain places across the country, uh, when they excavated it, uh, they found large skeletons, seven, eight, nine foot tall skeleton remains. Uh, well, they talked about those are the like some of the old ones. Now there's Indian burial mounds and burial grounds and things like that. And then there was older the indigenous talk about them being there, being here when they got here, like the like the pyramids. Like there are, I can't remember how many pyramids here in America 12, 12, 14, something like that, that are upside down. They have the exact measurements and everything of the pyramids in Giza, but they're upside down and in the ground. You have one in Kentucky, Indiana, they're in Tennessee, uh, Ohio. Yes, Sean, red-headed giants, that is correct. Because somewhere out in the Midwest, the red-headed giants were terrorizing the one, I don't remember the tribe's name, and they were stealing the women and children, and they were eating the children. That's how the people went. And they turned around. Huh? Why do you why do you think only like three percent of the population has red hair? Why is it so rare? Oh, well, that, I don't. It. But up with these giants, they hunted them down and figured out where they found and where they lived in this cave. So what they did one night, how the story goes, they got a bunch of brush and wood and blocked the entrance of the cave as they were sleeping. And they set it ablaze and killed every one of these suckers off. Now, check this out. Now, this is where it gets weird in history. They found a cave 18 or 19 years ago, and maybe less than that, or maybe a little older than that. I, I need somebody to fact check me on this. A cave of giants <laughs> with red hair that were laid out like they were sleeping, but they... They think they were murdered and there were black soot inside that cave. Now, I'm not saying that this is the cave. I'm not saying that it's possible of them. But I mean, come on, ladies and gentlemen, when you rub two sticks fast enough, hard enough together, it's going to cause friction. You're going to get heat and you're going to have fire. So, yes, Sean, you're right. It was burnt. So, yes. So, yeah, that is correct. Well, so, uh, again, like you said that they were stealing women. That means if they these giants were stealing women, there's only one reason you steal women, right? To breed with. And again, that's there's only a certain amount of people in the world. Like if you have blue eyes and red hair, 
you have the rarest eye color and hair combination in the whole world. So only like 3% of the population or something like that has red hair. It's like, uh, it's, it's, um, it's a recessive gene or whatever they want to call it. And it makes you wonder, right? Like, where did they come? Where did they get this red hair? And why is only so many people have it? And why is it, you know? So, yeah, it's, I used to be real good when it comes to biology and science and chromosomes and genes and how it's, <laughs> Uh, the I used to be really good at that when I was younger, but now phenotyping. Uh, Sean, yes, Abraham Lincoln spoke of giant's graves, and we were talking about this on the show last night uh, with Chris and uh, Barb, and people back in the late 1800s, early 1900s would uncover these mass graves of giants. And they would bring them to town, and people would stand next to them and, and get their photographs taken with them. And all of a sudden, the Smithsonian would allegedly take these bodies, and they would disappear, the skeleton remains. So, John, uh, blue eyes were common, uh, ancient, Iran. That's interesting. Didn't know that. Green eyes are the rarest color besides violet. Yeah, that's true. All oh, that's true. But so, the combination... It's the combination. You have to have the red hair and the blue eyes. John and says green. this is my pet subject. This is what I like, Sean. Preach it. So tell me. Yeah. So, yeah, so the Smithsonian, I do believe in my heart, beyond a reasonable doubt, that they have a lot of things that has been erased from history that they do not want us to know. And I'm sorry for saying that, but I did. Sorry. Uh, don't be sorry. Yeah. It's just an opinion. And this is America still. Well, I mean, it is the truth because how many times have they have something that was donated and they go back to research it, the scientist or somebody wants to validate something and it's lost or they don't have a record of it? Right. There's too many people who, like you just said, that are scientists who have been like, hey, where did my stuff go? Where's my research? Or they just completely snatch it from them and it's gone and they're like that's their work you know they 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 these some of these like these people go in and they work their whole lives to get this information and, and these clues and all this stuff and then just to have it ripped away and then told that you uh you don't know nothing about it that has to be just that's now, right I, like the vatican library mm -hmm. laurel on that yes yes, yes. That, that, very good comparison in my book and I think that's validated and, and yes I do I do don't, we don't know that they, they could be run by the same people we don't know but it would make sense well you know it, that's like watching Biden and we're not going to get on politics but watching Biden's speech where he, they're like well we're going to only need oil for the next 10 years or something or fossil fuel. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's quit calling it freaking fossil fuel. It's not fossil. We're not pumping dinosaurs out of the ground and fueling our cars. That is what man called it to create something called fear of running out. We have enough in our reserves to run off for 150 years without a doubt, a blink of an eye. Now, and that's what we have right now in reserve without having to pump any more, buy any more, or anything like that. But we're, we're, we got that sitting in the background. And yeah, John, very pale. Thank you. But, uh, you know, and, and now the government's telling us that within 10 years, everybody's going to have electric vehicles. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not spending ten or fifteen thousand dollars to hook up a, a box out my garage, hook up my vehicle. People I will around soon, with generators in as their soon, car. As soon as they get those dams that we all have around here up and running, and they give us free free electricity, I'll convert my car. No problem. No problem. But we have hydroelectric dams that are just sitting, not being used. None of us should have to pay for power. None of us. None of us should have to pay for power. It's free. It, the water, it runs. It creates free electricity. I mean, you think that we would have come up with a, you know, a cool way to harness that energy? Oh, we did. We did. And we don't use it. It don't make any sense. So. Now, what about the Grand Canyon? Now, what's the myth on that? Sean? Oh, there's a there's a lot of myths on the Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon that's sectioned off. Well, the, you know, they talked about Alex the Great's treasure being buried, you know, supposedly buried in the Grand Canyon because that he had uh, he had landed in a place which they had described as California, you know, and um, is that me echoing? I don't hear an echo. Do y'all hear an echo? I don't know. I heard something. It was weird. I heard somebody talking. Um, I thought it was me. I don't know. Anyway. But yeah, um, Alexander the Great supposedly had landed in California and they had hiked to this valley where they found the Grand Canyon because he talks they, they, they talk about this like massive place and that they they hid these giant masses amounts of gold there. You know, there was that. There's always that. There's um the chair or not the Cherokee. Sorry, the indigenous out there had legends of the giants that lived in the canyon. Um. Of course, you know, there's been all kinds of like legends about skinwalkers and aliens and out in the Grand Canyon. People going missing, just all kinds of just, you know, odd things. I'm trying to pull it up. Uh, let's see. Tourist developments in the Grand Canyon waters and narrative American sites. I don't think that's uh, a mystery. That was not, not much of a mystery, Laurel. It was <laughs> here it is. Here it is. Now, I don't know about this picture, so, ladies and gentlemen, so I don't know, uh, this is back from 2019, but they say that, and uh, here, let me just share the screen, and you all can say what you want on it, that's fine. Let me, uh, why is it not sharing? Okay, here we go, share. Now, this doesn't have any sound, so that's why I'm going to share it but about part of the Grand Canyon being blocked off. And, uh, and allegedly there are pyramids in the Grand Canyon, uh, mm -hmm. bodies. Now, I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is a real body or not or a skeleton. So, I mean, it, it could be AI, who knows. But there are legends that, that scientists back in, what was it, the 30s or 40s or something? Yeah, the 30s. Yeah, they went down through there in this one part of the Grand Canyon, and uh, they found an opening or something, and he went in there and found all this. Oh, right, there's the opening. A restricted air, and it also has a restricted airspace, it says, so surrounding this pyramid, and the cave on the ground is illegal uh, to navigate, and all official reports about this from the Smithsonian and <laughs> modified, notified, or retracted. But this this does not stop people from attempting to visit this part of the canyon. Many have been arrested and some have died 
attempted to climb to these sacred sites over the years. Yeah, hey, I bet they were climbing when they some died. <laughs> they got shot in the back. <laughs> I'm being serious. Listen to this. It's gotten to the point where the government feels it must have armed FBI agents guarding inside this entrance to the cave known as the Ken Caves Cave. Why would they need that? Thank you. Why why wouldn't you just make it and why wouldn't you if it's if you're nothing if you're not hiding anything there, why wouldn't you just open it up the tours? You know, like having letting people in there is way easier than just guarding it all twenty four seven with machine guns and whatnot. If it's just a cave. So well, unless they, you were trying to hide something to Smithsonian. The cryptids, uh, glyphs that they found inside the cave, allegedly, and some of the stuff that relates to uh, Egypt, and and it and it just it, it's just wild, right? And this is right. in America. So and and then they turn around and they announce, ladies and gentlemen, yes, Laura, about the guy that made the car. He ran out. And I got poisoned. I got poisoned. Whatever, and. All of his stuff and his car disappeared. Yes, I do believe in that. Absolutely. So, but there's, there's, there's too many people going on right now too. There's too much evidence. They really do think that this was Egypt or this was the Middle East or like not the Middle East exactly, but this was, um, if you, uh, somebody explained the rivers, they talked about like, uh, they talked about the rivers. There was supposed to be what? Three great rivers there in Egypt. Or something, or four great rivers, or something like that. But there's only two in Egypt. But if you look at it, um, if you look at like Mesopotamia, that's what it was, or Meso, or it was supposed to be Mesopotamia, like Mississippi, like the, or like, or maybe he said Mexico, Mecca, instead. I don't know if I'm making sense, but yeah, something. Right. <laughs> but he said that this was the fertile land. This was the land. America itself was the fertile land. It was like Mecca, it wasn't Mesopotamia, but it was like Mesopotamia. That's like Mexico, or Mesopotamia. That's like Mississippi, and that's where the names come from. It's just a theory, but <laughs> well, now scientists allege they have human footprints that date back over two million years ago. And is that fake news? I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, because I don't know what is real and what is not real. Our timeline with between the church and the Smithsonian and, and people like that messing with our timelines, messing with our history, we'll never know the truth unless we dig for it ourselves. And we have to overtake the oppressor because, again, when you have certain conflicts between nations and you you have to genocide a, a nation of people and you have to find excuses to do so. You have to come up with a lot of lies and a lot of stuff to cover your tracks. And that's just what's happened. <laughs> yeah, Sean says Tigris and Euphrates River. And I think he's right on that one. Yeah, right. There's only the two. Right. So, but it, say, it talks about the Middle East having four, but nobody can find the other two rivers that supposedly had flowed. There's no, there's no record of it, but everybody's like, oh, well, it just must have dried up. Well, not well, not here. We have four great rivers, and we have if you if you look at the the, the description of what the Egypt was supposed to look like then, and it doesn't look like that, obviously. Um, but it well, looks like right here. Well, didn't they find another uh, sphinx out in the desert? Yeah. Um, 
there's what Utah or Wyoming or something like that. There's supposed to be a Sphinx. Like you the can, and if you look, there's more than that. Like the more that they started to take pictures of, and the more you start to go down these rabbit holes. Um, yeah, there's more pyramids, the Sphinx. Um, and that's why they don't look the same in, uh, in, in Giza as the pictures that we've seen, you know, like when they first got there, they had these pictures of this, of these Sphinx and stuff, and they were completely intact. And I remember seeing those when I was younger. But if you look at them now, even though it's been years, it's not been that long, they're not anything like they were in the pictures. And you're telling me in a couple hundred years it had that kind of damage? Like, it don't make sense. John, what was the creature called that the Egyptian war warship that looked like Dog Man? What was their term for? You remember that, Sonia? Uh, like a, uh, he would have been Anubis. Uh, Sean, what is it? I, I, I know it's right. I, I, Sean's going to probably get it before I even type it. And Laura, I think you're right on that, to be honest. Uh, Egyptians warship. Let's see here. All like creature. Does he already have it typed out before I even got it typed in? Uh, second animals of ancient Egypt. Uh, yeah, Anubis. You, you're right, Anubis. Woo! <laughs> I know, I know, and I don't know. I, I've got an with you. actually found Anubis in America is what yeah. they're claiming. And now all that got hushed very, okay. very quickly. And the yeah. people that were involved are, I don't know, I don't want to say MIA, but they're no okay. longer on the radar. There's a girl that does a TikTok. She was following the story, and she's she continues to get her TikTok uh, shut down. But she had been following those stories and letting it out as it was coming out, and they've all disappeared. Except for her, she's like, "Listen, they're all gone, but we're not going to shut up because that's how that's how we get this information out." <laughs> so she said, "Sometimes, you know." Sorry, I don't know, it's gremlins. She said sometimes, you know, the, the the way you have to get information out is to continue. You know it's true information if you're continually getting shut down. She said there, there's there's no other point to a story when TikTok and Internet and stuff is supposed to be entertainment purposes anyway. So if it's just for entertainment purpose, entertainment purposes, why would you shut stuff down? Unless it had some sort of factual or something that was going to appease your your beliefs because if you think about it if they start bringing out this history of stuff in the world they could shut down all kinds of religious things that go on it would it would disturb a lot of religious practices in the way things are because they're set up to believe this certain timeline that's not true and yeah that's it it, it would mess a lot of people up it would mess a lot of their it's a it's a pyramid scheme god <laughs> The racketing scheme, that's what it is, racketing. So, I, that's, I heard that, Sean, but there's a picture of what we're talking about. And this has been out throughout history for millennia, millennia. okay? We're talking two or 3,000 years B.C., uh, before Christ. Uh, you know, man, religion, and all this other stuff, that we can go down these different rabbit holes. But they're finding stuff like this in America that predates the Egyptian times, you know, and it, 
I mean, I don't know. The ones they found, again, like I said, the ones they found here in Knoxville had stones that had uh, a a language written on it. And it wasn't the old, uh, what was it called? Oh, it wasn't the old, it was just one of the older religions. And the last time it was used was in Egypt before Moses' people were let go. And again, Moses wandered around and there was that lost tribe of Israel. Where did the lost tribe of Israel go? They're, they were here. They were here. I've know. always said that. I've always said that. I don't know. I've always thought that. And then there's all this information that comes. Like since I was little, I've been obsessed with Egypt. And I've always thought that. Like the lost tribe of Israel probably came here. Or were, were here. And, and it makes sense because the Cherokee talked about these people being here when they got here. They were already here. They had these pyramids built inside the ground. So wow. I don't know, Sean. It, it, I think I think a lot of it changed <laughs> after we won the revolution. I think man found out things, and they already had people in high places and scientists that they backed up with their theories and gave them credence and said, "Yes, we're going to roll with you. This is what we believe in." And over the years, I think the truth got it uncovered and they continue to cover it up. That's just my belief. It's a lot. They talk about it. They say a lot of it has to do with the money that that religion brings, the churches bring and things like that. Like it just it, there's it would destroy so much history and it would make people question their beliefs. And could you imagine how many people that are religious that if they were told, sorry, we lied. You know, and they've been worshiping the wrong thing this whole time. And not maybe worshiping the wrong thing, but like believing in a timeline that's not correct. Well, that's like they found the Viking uh, remains of that vessel in the Mississippi River when the Mississippi River was running dry. People are so shocked, you know, like, of course, it's connected to the ocean. Those people went places. There were, there's so much stuff, uh, history about this place that people don't know. You think they're going to tell people? They already, they already genocided the Indians and was like, oh, yeah. And then if you look at my, my niece's history book a couple of years ago, when she was like in, um, I think, sixth or seventh grade, sixth grade, I think, her history book literally said when the European settlers got here, or yeah, when the European settlers got here, that the Native Americans were so kind that they moved out west to give room for the settlers. That's how they described it in the history books to your kids at school now. That's what they're learning. People should ask their kids more often. I read that. I went ballistic. Ballistic. I can't. ah. Could you imagine being told that? Like, (laughs) oh, oh, no. The Indians were so nice. They just they gave up the land and let the Europeans have this beautiful area while they moved to the starving deserts, you know, after everybody killed all the buffalo, of course. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) But they're teaching your kids stuff like that in school. So imagine if like you can imagine what people think they know. I found out like half the stuff that I learned in school wasn't true, especially in American history. Woohoo! That was that was the worst history. <laughs> I mean, ball face laws. But where does it stop? 
I mean, it stops when you realize that you're being lied to in the moment that you stop believing everything you think you know. Nikola Tesla, Tesla, has power that was generated throughout the air that can light up light bulbs around a field. With was no an energy source from the earth, and, yeah. and he said it runs through everything. It's that positive. It's the same thing when you take your shoes off and you go outside and stand in the in the grass. Your body starts to pick up positive or positive energy from the earth. It is we are all flowing in this this system of energy, and and he found a way to harness it, and he used the same method as what the Egyptians used, basically. Um, they had these, and that's what the pyramids, you know, they supposedly, the pyramids are supposed to be, are these giant energy, like, you know, um, either communication or energy, like portals or ports, ports, you know. And then there was that other man who, it wasn't, who did, he wasn't Nikola Tesla, but he had Nikola Tesla's work. And was it, was it Trump's, was it Donald Trump's uncle or something like that? Or somebody, or his grandfather, or I think it was his uncle. I think it was Donald Trump's uncle actually got Nikola Tesla's information. Um, he was so smart that they gave him like Nikola Tesla's work to work on, and he created, he recreated this this pyramid like um, object, and he got it like he did this thing where it would like turn on or whatever, and he got it to turn on, and it. What was it that they, they said that it like it, it spun around in the room and disappeared for a minute and then came back and it was um, embedded in the wall? Yeah. Yeah. Woo! I don't know. There's so much out there. Like that. Just, <laughs> being lied to and I hate it. <laughs> Because I was going to post this on my Facebook, my personal Facebook account. I thought, no, because... Uh, you down by accident, and then you'll lose half yeah, they, I was afraid they were going to do it. Uh, I'll post it, then you can just share my posts. <laughs> I'm already on the watch list. We'll see how it goes. Let's see here. I get I'm looking at the uh, video off TikTok. I'm looking right now. See, uh, it's the politicians fighting over the electric uh, cars that they want a mandate within 10 years. They wanted 50 or 60 percent of the vehicles to have this and to manufacture what they need to make these car batteries, the minerals, ladies and gentlemen, had to come from China. In two other countries, for us to to even come close to even try to hit this target goal, is it the uranium? Is it the is, is it the same stuff it's, that our bat our, our cell phones run off the batteries where they're they're making these child these children mine these uh, caves? The same thing that to make batteries because they put them in cell phones and and it would be the same thing. And they have these in child labor. Everybody who owns a cell phone, we're all guilty of it, has has um, has basically bought into bought into that. <sighs> Let's see here. Uh, I don't think it's uranium. No, it's 
it's uh the video it was it was a very it was it was a video on congress and they were going back and forth arguing with each other i'm talking like almost a knockout drag out yeah lithium was one of them lead is another and there's one more uh yes sean you're right you're you're on it but and the congress was like if you enact this we're not going to have any control of manufacturing our vehicles we are relying on these other countries for these mineral rights because they have these vast deposits that we don't have because we exhausted ours and and they went i mean and it's not on tiktok i, I just check it's gone i went back and looked at my history it's gone i knew i should have downloaded that or used my cell phone and recorded it cobalt yes that's the other oh. one cobalt yes thank you d warren yeah and they actually were i mean fighting and arguing and calling each other out on the floor and about this issue well why okay. wouldn't they like i mean you have to think about that like it, that would be like china and there'd be all these other countries when they're already trying to make themselves this powerhouse there were three countries china was one of them it wasn't india it was um argentina and there was one more dang what was it sean where you at man help me out help out a brother <laughs> yeah this is here but it was wild because when i was watching this well we got nickel but it was it was cobalt lithium and i don't know i, th- I want to say lead or something and i could i could be wrong but uh no you're right you're right africa was one of them that is correct norma you're right and i don't know if it was afghanistan or india but it was these countries that we had no mineral rights to and they have trillions and trillions of what is it a tons of this stuff and yes they're using child labor to get it out of the ground yep and they were fighting about that and my thing is ladies and gentlemen you have a car that runs off a battery and that battery contains a lot of stuff that's not good for the environment look at all the cars i'm not going to mention the brand on the air so i love fry blowing stingray thank you i like i have to have to cut mine first so don't shrivel up in a a sphere you know (laughs) it rolls up the middle Yes, uh, yes, Norma. I watched the video on Africa Children Mind the Cobalt. That is correct. And this, I mean, this battle, I'm telling you, if the cameras and mics were not on, they would be fist fighting these Congress people over, over this issue. And Biden wants to spend $300 billion or trillion dollars to, to, to enact this or to enforce this by a certain year. Hold on now. Now you're going to make me do my own fact checking. Hold on. Our batteries. What? Y'all get me on the damn row. We go from anything. Uh, Biden administration begins the $3, uh, $3 billion plan for electric cars. $3.1 billion effort on Monday to spur the domestic production of advanced batteries, which is an essential plan to uh, turn out electric vehicles and utilities and everything. And I'm going to share the link so you all can go look at it. 
It's from the New York Times. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen. So, interesting. So, I don't know. And like I said, I see people right now running around with these electric vehicles with generators, gas generators in the back. And it's 11-11, make a wish. Already did. So, somebody went out and bought one of those brand new Ford pickup trucks, electric video, or electric video, electric truck. You're supposed to get X amount of MPGs on this charge. Pulling a trailer, X amount of pounds, okay? Now, he did a test. He went out and bought that truck, spent $75,000, almost $80,000 on this electric 4x4 truck with this towing package that no matter if it was loaded or not, it would run X amount of miles per charge. He used a trailer made out of aluminum <laughs> that was almost three quarters less than the actual rated for this truck that they demonstrated and said it would work and put an old model antique Ford truck on the back of it. And when he left his driveway, he went from a hundred percent power down to 92% within 10 or 15 miles. And he was like, well, I'm supposed to get 275 miles out of this charge. And right now I'm, I'm doing the speed limit or below and I'm only going to get 180. If that, barely. I'm not even polling what they said I'm supposed to be polling. And then so how long does it take him to sit somewhere to charge it? Find a charging station. Yeah, you have to find that first. And then how long does it sit there to, like, how long is it going to take you to charge that while you're sitting there waiting? Yeah, I'm Scarborough, I agree with you. You know, uh, we were talking about portals earlier and stuff, and, uh, May, next next rabbit hole show uh, I'll get permission from Greg Yost to show some of his Bigfoot and juvenile pictures uh, I always like to ask permission uh, before I do anything with people's stuff because it, it is their photographs and yeah. sometimes people don't want things to be shared so uh, but I did get permission on the uh, the goat man tracks and stuff because that, I thought that was really interesting and in other countries, you can't show oh, Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, in other countries, you can't talk about, I just found that out. You can't talk about cryptids and stuff. You could get your kids taken away and stuff. Just for talking about, like, things that you've seen. That shocked me. I don't know. Like, I know. I know. <laughs> no. Anyhow. Some but, people don't want to talk to you. about rabbit hose, ladies and gentlemen, you know, it, one hole do you want to go down? You know, I love talking about cryptids. I love talking about paranormal. Well, but it goes back to what is the truth? And the truth is not knowledgeable to us. It's hidden. And, and it has been fabricated like Sonia says. And that is a fact. And I, I can prove it otherwise, Stingray, you know. Uh, Lexington, Kentucky, they have charging stations at Myers. And before I left, you would have to sit in line for hours to get a charge. Now, I don't know how long it takes to charge electronic vehicle or electric vehicle because I do not have one and I do not plan on having one. Can you imagine a, a UMP or electronic magnetic pulse bomb going off across the country? 
and all your electronics are fried. Okay. So I'm yeah. Seventy six stingray. <laughs> so uh, the plan is for everyone to switch to electric. It's so expensive that people have to flock to the fifteen minute cities. Yep. That's uh, right. You wake up. This is the go. So. <laughs> They want everybody in these little places where everybody, they can't afford to live out in the country. They can't afford. So they're all there. They're all like sheep. They're all managed. They're all in one spot. And then if you have these electric cars, and I mean, like if you had an electric magnetic pulse, it'll boom, take everybody out at one time. Boom. You can't. If you have a, a regular motor or whatever, or an old car, an old muscle car, you don't need, you don't, an AMP is not going to take you out. EMP, baby. Whatever I'm saying. Yeah. Electronic magnetic pulse. Yes. I said electronic mag magnetic to electronic. <laughs> Whatever. Because <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting because uh, on the last show with Barb Hartman, uh, Open the Door, uh, we had a couple. Uh, one was a psychic medium and the other one worked for the government. I'm not going to say what agency. Um we broadcasted their website and they have uh, encounters with UFOs, alien abductions. Uh, his fiance has implants. Uh, she's gone to airports after she's been abducted and she would show on the metal detectors where it would go off. Uh, they use the uh, trifold meter and they would demonstrate on the bodies where the implants are. Uh, and in hearing her testimonial about being abducted and everything, and then being brought back and seeing your children that they crossbred and took your eggs and made and whatever they did with their DNA or our DNA. And they're like, Hey, look, you know, I mean, people are not dreaming about this stuff. No, this is, that's the stuff that's been going on for ages. I mean, it's. So. One giant lab rat. We're just a bunch of lab rats. <laughs> yes, our world Donnie Donnie Laws. That is correct. I, I agree with you on that. So, but you know, it's it's just it, it, it's weird. You know, uh, some of the things that they're capturing uh, with video is is pretty wild. Uh, I think everything that they're demonstrating on video. Uh, we talked about orbs, a difference between a fairy and an orb. And uh, I did confirm it with her uh, that fairies do exist. And everybody makes fun of me. Uh, yeah. Because during the beginning of the show, I would do this number. And an orb would fly around them. And ladies, there's a difference between dust, moisture, or whatever else in an orb. And there's two different types of orbs. Now, the one that we saw during the beginning of the video had wings and legs. Because I called it right out the time, the minute, the second on, on the audio reel or the, the counter. And they're like, this is normal. They're just excited that we're having the show and we're talking about them. And they actually got verbiage off their audio off one of the outdoor cameras where a fairy was messing with it and flew in front of it and said a word and we played that audio and it was just like you know this is like some crazy stuff but the the orbs looks like a comet and the best way to describe that she said was like pixie dust it was like a tail well, that's a fairy look, look at the brown mountain lights when he slowed those pictures down 
There were little people in those lights. Am I echoing still Scarborough? I didn't hear that, no, that's, that's that's our that's our code word. Okay. Yeah, no, I was going to say an echo. Echo. <laughs> Scarborough, help me out. Am I echoing? Echo. I, I think he's telling me to shut my pie hole. That's echo, echo, eh? So, echo, Scarborough, you got to help me out. I'm kind of slow tonight, but yeah. <laughs> it's been a nice. It's, it's it's yes, it's been like that this whole week. But, you know, I mean, look at you, Scarborough, seeing little dwarfs or gnomes or tree people or whatever you want to call them. There are people in the trees. There are little spirits in the forest. They're fae, and then there's the the wisp, and then there's all kinds of things out there that like. Thank you, Norma. I appreciate it. Fairies are definitely real. Yeah, there's no echo. <laughs> yeah. I was going to do some hi-fi, like, you know, some doodling down with my knob. Yeah, thank you. I love you, too. <laughs> it's beautiful. I am... <coughs> I'm not shocked anymore. Just everything's beautiful. I'm like, look, it's so... So what is going to be on our next show for Rabbit Hose? What what sounds good to really dive deep in? What does everybody want to learn? Because everybody wants to know the truth. You know, well, I've, I've seen comments. Uh, only one page open echo. Only one page open. I only got one page open. There's no echo here. I'm not hearing an echo. Unless you got something playing in the background like YouTube or something watching the show and I don't know. It's not on our end. Only yeah. one thing open. I don't have nothing open. I got everything shut down besides uh, two two thingies. So. It, but what would y'all like to talk about? What, what do you think, Sonia? What, what do you think people want to talk about next? Oh. <sighs> Um, I think that I'm not going to be here next Thursday. I so <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed like just going from one thing to the other, like we did tonight. Like I, I really, it would be interesting to go on a more of like America's folklore or, you know what I mean? Or America lies, you know, what lies in America or what lies in America. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you what we'll do, ladies and gentlemen. Since she's not going to be here and I'm going to be solo, mm. why don't we just have to where you come on the show and you can have your speech and your time to talk about what you want to talk about, whether it's cryptic related, whether it's spiritual. When I'm talking spiritual, I'm talking paranormal related and stuff like that. What or do we you your know, local cryptids that would be a cool thing to talk about because that would be like your local ghost stories your local you know things that are local to he likes that idea that she agrees with you so yeah it's like i like the whole american folklore or the american i like the what lies in america because what lies in america <laughs> everything's a lie in america uh. <laughs> you, know, you want to add to it before we cut out and call it a night uh so so far we got uh American folklore. Um, I wish that video would have played without all that echo. So I'll do some testing the next few days and in computers and try to monitor that. So I'll have like a because oh, I'll be busy. Um, 
And by the time I get back, I, I would like to go back to, oh, I don't know. There's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> ah. Ah, words are hard. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll hit the topics of American folk you know and, and whatever else that comes up across your all's minds, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, sounds good now. So it was on your end. Okay, good, Scarborough. You had me scared now. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> stories scarborough you need to talk about some of your stories in 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 the chat room Archie's, uh, yeah. it, it, it's wild what he has encountered and experienced over his lifetime so uh just amazing but he did, did he do a show with you didn't he do a show with you mm-hmm. yeah i remember that one yeah i, I, I said it on that one yeah i enjoyed that i yeah. do i, I, I yeah, whatever. I can't even talk. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's fun to me. So, yeah. My, my technical difficulties is my mouth. Your technical difficulties is technical. <laughs> You're not frozen. <laughs> I was on a show earlier. I hope they're not watching. I had no idea what was going on. It wasn't my show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I would just sit there and smile and wave when people came on. And they were just like staring at me like. <laughs> I'm over here. And they're like, and, and, they're, and they're talking. And I can't understand a word they're saying because they're not from America. And and they sound like Vikings, but but worse. And they were communicating with me, and I was sitting there smiling and waving. And they're like, "Are you okay?" And and finally, one of the girls were like, "You know, hey, they're talking to you." I'm like, "Yeah, what?" <laughs> now you know how I feel, just in general. Hmm? What? Damn face. Uh, oh my gosh, Norma. Yes, thanks for uh, bringing that up. Tomorrow is going to be very good. They're probably watching this right now. Um, I uh, talked to the family members, and they are going to come on the show tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, It is a case out of Harlan, Kentucky, which is not too far from where I live. It is the coal mining territory. Uh, Interesting story. This could be turned into a movie, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I don't want to say anything else because it's hard not to. I've already spoke to the reporter that covered the case. Um, I have not heard back from her producer or production manager or anything. So I said, to heck with it. I use her name and her story anyways, because as long as you give uh, credit and credentials, to where that source came from, then I'm right. entitled to use that source. So that's right, because it's public information at that point. As long as you give credit where credit is due. But let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. It it it, it whoa, that's all I'm saying. I'm <laughs> going say. If you wanted to watch any of the shows, I think for the cases, and this, and this is me talking, and I'm never there on Friday, so <laughs> you want to watch this one. Uh, yeah, we can do that one to do. Uh, to do also, uh, I think I can reach out to the survivor on that. I think I, we do have the contact information, either that or uh, what's uh, some, uh, land between the lakes. Yeah, okay. I need to take you there. Yeah, that's Dogman's territory. I mean, very hot and heavy. 
Yeah. I mean, that's where the massacre happened back in the late 70s or early 80s, I think. Uh, yeah, we'll cover that. There's a, there's a lot more, like, you know, especially like we talked about the cover-ups. You know, that'd be a good show that we should do in the near future is the cover-ups in the national parks. I'd be really careful what we say, but it'd be really, it'd be a really cool one to do. And I say cool, and I just... <laughs> Right, and, that, and that's and that's and that's where we came up. You know, you came up with the name of the show, Rabbit Hose, because you know you go down one, you don't know what other hose you're going to go down. That's why we have these spiral cases around us. You know, where does it end? Because you may start at the top, but Rabbit Hose oh have more than one hole, ladies and gentlemen. And it shows it shows the connection in things too, like doing these things and uh, like how fast that we can go from talking about one thing that led right into another thing that fast. Well, it's also good that people have interests that they want to talk about, and this is why we're here. I mean, we can run the shows the way we want. That's not our intention. We're here for you guys. You know, this is your all safe haven. Nobody's going to make fun of you here. You yeah. know, we can talk about anything. You know, just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> but, yeah. Don't forget to call him either. I'm laughing, but it's not funny. I know. Yeah, I know. I can make fun of myself. Yeah. I'll do that. Uh, but tomorrow's case to, to tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern time, the Michael Lamb, uh, the father, the 50 something year old guy walked out his front door, told a family member that he was taken care of. I'll be right back. I'm going two houses down, but never made it to the house and disappeared off the face of the earth. And I will leave it at that. Now, if you want to go out there and Google, and see what you want to find out, that's fine. But we're having the family members on the show, and they're going to say their side of the story. And it's we had that conversation what, what could possibly happen. So uh, everybody is prepped. So honestly, Grizz, it makes it safe to tell your story. Yes, we want it, want you to be safe. Yeah, that. It's 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 like you can make us you can only make a safe or a space so safe, but the way you handle things and the way you believe people and because you know that that means a lot to people. You know what? I'm gonna have while you're gone. I'm gonna reach out to the guy that had his Wendigo uh, incident in Virginia. I don't want to miss that. Point. That's not fair. I want to see that. Yeah. This I told you about the night deer here, and like you never even heard of the not deer, and it's the Wendigo, and I, I, I only recently put those two together because just you see things out here, you know, you see things and you just don't know what they are, but yeah, the not deer is one of them. That he had is is legit. I want uh, to hear that though. I'm, I, I, uh, he has not been back in the woods since then. He used to be a trapper. Uh, I mean, this guy, I mean, just like, and, and we built his courage up where he could come forward and tell his story. Well, he went in some certain Facebook groups uh, online and was like, hey, you know, you're all having this incident. I had this uh, occurrence with this cryptid back in this year. And man, they slaughtered this guy. I mean, like, I mean, hung him up and lynched him. To where, I mean, you might as well just tie him up behind a car or a horse and buggy and just drag him down a gravel road for miles until he was dead. 
I mean, this terrified this guy. I mean, he, I mean, it, I mean, he went underground. It ruined him. He was embarrassed. <laughs> I mean, it just, it was awful. And yeah, normally, I'm, I'm not the only one that will not go in the woods alone because it's beautiful. I'm, and I'm there, like, and I will tell anybody too, like, I would go with anybody to the woods like that. That is, it's so, you, hmm. We are so connected to the forest and things and how much energy resonates from the forest to be able to cleanse your soul and be able to cleanse yourself as a person, just just a soul cleanse. And so you not for somebody not to be able to go back out in the woods because of that, that it, it hurts me. Like it hurts my heart to no end to think that, that he's scared to go into the forest. Oh, it, he, he, did he, it try to hurt him? Did it try to harm him? So, or did he, I really shouldn't tell a story if we're going to have him on, but what happened? Okay, well, then don't tell me. Then don't tell me, and then just let it happen naturally, because I would uh, like that again. Like yeah. I know I saw some of his story, and I felt like I just I sympathize with people. My mom won't go outside, and she she goes outside during the day. On the show about it, and it, 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 it I was like, man, it's okay. Take your time, you know. And this is like the second time within what forty days, uh, two people broke down on the show trying to explain their story you know yeah, you, and and you've had, i think you've had like you've had like three or four people in the last two months just be really either emotional during the show or right after the show yeah. and it be and it and it, that's a beautiful thing to be able to be vulnerable around people or to let people know that you know like you can't make an area you can't say this is a safe space but this is a safer space and there is nobody here that wouldn't immediately have your back and in, in an argument you know like i just i just i can't imagine being yeah i can i can, I can imagine the, being treated like that for people because of all my life like that's that's nothing but to not to be scared of the woods itself that that that's the part that hurts me the most for him you, like because my mom's like that my, my mom won't go outside at night and i you cannot she couldn't convince her otherwise like one of us could be in the woods dying and she'd just be like, mm, wait till morning. <laughs> oh, Sorry, baby. She would like, she's that scared of the woods. And, and, and that hurts my heart for people because it's, uh, it's our life force. It's one of our life force, you know, like we are so like, uh, if you ever look at the, the placenta and the tree of life, you know, and the veins that run through your body, the, the prints on your hand and what, and tree leaves and how close they are. We are symbiotic, like creatures to trees. If you're lucky, you get to come back and be a tree. <laughs> and I'll say this, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not watched Scarborough's testimony and his encounters, uh, I commend him from coming forward and talking about his encounters throughout his life with creatures that people say that don't exist and that are imaginary. And and a lot easier than he could ever before and it it takes a lot for a man or a person to come forward and say this happened to me and here is what i have to say and people are doing it and it's great you know and you know i pre-screen people we all know that but the people that we deal with are genuine from the heart. Sonia knows that. The other co-host host with me knows it. I mean, they're well known throughout the community. 
you know, like Greg Yost, you know. Uh, I mean, guys are not going to fabricate stuff up. I mean, nobody wants to say that they've been through something traumatic, and especially someone who is a man or someone who is masculine, you know, because that's, you know, you know, it's it's it 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 demasculates a man to have to say that. Hey, I this traumatically affected me, you know. That yeah. it shouldn't be like that, and it really shouldn't be like that. But, but it is like that, and society is like that, and people were raised like that. So you can't help but to be like that. So, so to be welcoming and be like have other people that have similar stories, especially especially men, you know, because um, my my grandfather, um, uh, my papa, my mom's dad, which is weird, you know, uh, he was the same way. He went into the woods once, and he went to this place in Campbell County, uh, Tennessee which isn't too far from Kentucky there. And they call it no man's land. And there's a reason why they call it no man's land, because no man should be out there basically, you know? And when you get into this, this part of the woods, it's weird. And it's, it's one of those places you, you get into it and you don't feel like you should be there. You first off, you just, the whole time you're there, you don't want to be there. It's because when you get in there, you can be walking through the woods. And then when you get into like this, this certain area, the birds start, the birds there's no birds there's no crickets there's no squirrels there's no animals but you have that immense feeling of being watched like you know something's there and it's watching you and you know it and the whole time you don't want to be there and um lots of people have seen stuff up there nobody will nobody will talk about it much just that you shouldn't go up there people you shouldn't go up there and my papa got went up there and he came back and he was traumatized for a couple days he wouldn't speak about Whatever happened to him, he never would tell nobody. He just said there was something there that wasn't natural and that he was never going back. And he never did. He wouldn't, after that, he never really ever went back in the woods. And, and, and I could, and to me, that just, I'm the opposite. I'm like, okay, what was that? What was that? Let's go out. Let's go find it. Let me walk. Let me go find it. You know, and that's, that's the difference. Curiosity killed the cat, but. <laughs> but I have to know. I, I need to know if I can look. Mm. Nothing's ever scared me so bad. I wouldn't go back to the woods and I've seen some stuff in the woods. <laughs> uh, maybe I am. Maybe I am just stupid. <laughs> maybe I'm just over like, it's beautiful right before it tears my face off. That's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Thanks. <Yeah. Dave. laughs> maybe yeah, the yeah, creatures I- feel sorry for me because they literally think I'm dumb. And they're like, oh, look, a blonde. <laughs> oh my God. I had to hit that button. I'm sorry. But, it's oh, true, it's, though, but maybe that's the thing. They're like, oh, she's special. Let's not mow her down. So, uh, we'll, know better. <laughs> uh, we'll get the uh, the Wendigo guy lined up for when she comes back. Uh, yeah, yeah, curiosity killed the cat and satisfaction brought it back. Uh, that That's cute, Norm. I like that. I know how to do CPR. Well, my credentials expired years ago. Don't but, forget Christmas birthday. <coughs> you're lucky I don't have one of those beat buttons on my soundboards. <coughs> birthday. <coughs> Anyways, Sorry. so we'll 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 get the win and gold guy lined out. We'll get the LBL lined out, and uh, we'll get uh, one of the directors for the Dogman Territory guys on the show. Uh, we'll also, uh, Scarborough, if you know that guy that survived that uh, massacre that 
personally or you can reach out let him know that i am interested and maybe if he wants to come on i will be more than happy to set that up uh because it is the truth and it is being covered up uh that part down there uh the land between the lakes uh used to be called the twin rivers uh and you can google that and find out but we had very well-known people in the community that actually goes down there on a regular base bases and investigates and they come back with some credible evidence of some activity down there there's and a big burn that goes on up there like the thing i'm going to next week there's one up there in the land between the lakes so and there's also been uh dog band chapters uh people that run them go down there and trying to interview uh what do you call the park rangers and they like get hell bent over it and we're talking not the younger generation we're talking the ones that work there for like 20 something plus years or so well, if i'm not mistaken they have like a, a like some sort of policy or some sort of clause where you're not allowed to speak about certain stuff like they made them sound like a clause when they were hired on or whatever it was. That a yeah. lot of them are not allowed to speak on certain stuff. Yeah. If uh, it has to do with the park, you're not allowed to get uh, information to the park unless well, you're a supervisor or whatever. Last year, I had a couple of deathbed confessions from people from the government that, A, I'm dying, so they can't take my pension away now. So here's what happened when I was in the service. And, you know, you're like, dude. And there's been a few of them. I can't believe I said that on the air, dude. But there's been a few of them that said, Grizzly, I'd love to, to come on your show and talk about my military experience with these creatures. But not only will it affect my career, but it will also affect my kids and their kids as well. Mm -hmm. And and they tell me, do you understand where I'm coming from? And I'm like, damn, okay, yeah, I've got it. And this is not one occurrence, ladies and gentlemen. This is from multiple people across the country from different branches of the service. But have and, those people tell somebody or have them tell you their story and tell their story anyway or have one of us do it. They, they, <laughs> it when, when you are told that it's not only going to affect your kids, but their well, kids. But then, you know, but then if they tell people that they have a story that they would tell people, but they can't tell people at that point, you're already given too much information out. Yeah. But when people trust you, when people like you, they'll listen. When people trust you, they will talk they to tell you. you the story? Uh, yes. Part of it. Not all of it. No. And but, you know, when somebody says, here are some pictures of Bigfoot that I've taken with, you know, very high end equipment. It looks like it come out of National Geographic magazine, but you cannot share it. And I beg and plead and whatever. And and I'm not able to. I mean, I can't do that. I have to respect their wishes. And just like people that have them, like Barb Hartman and people, others like you that have these things or creatures that live on their property or they're protected. Example, the guy in Oklahoma lived on his property 36 years now. He wants to sell. He cannot sell because he's so afraid what's going to happen to his clan or family or tribe, however you want to classify this what group. Oklahoma. 
You know, it's funny. My sister and her boyfriend are looking for a place to live, and they're trying to move out to Colorado. Yeah. We could get Tom to buy the place. and oh, Rebecca, haunted <laughs> dolls. Yes, they're becoming a fad. So uh, I do have haunted dolls. Mine are legit. They have been uh, psychic verified with attachments. I put up equipment around my studio. I have been things thrown. I have cat balls. I've got everything. I have to literally tape to my microphone. Or to I don't think it's just so the dogs though. At me. Yes, I know that I probably manifest some of it as well with my energy. Like we manifest, talked about. Well, you're just it's just that spirits know that you can hear and see them and that you're around people who can get messages and things like that. So you're like um you're like the gate, you know. Now you're like, wow. you're like sitting at the gate kind of wandering around. Gatekeeper. You're the gatekeeper, yeah. You are not me. No, oh, you got the key to the gate. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> are becoming a fad. Now, I did find out a couple of places where allegedly you can buy these dolls for X amount of money, and they come with these three page letters of what these dolls are uh, attached to or the attachments are. And their names on the, I don't know if that's real or not. But now my stuff, I get stuff thrown at me. I get uh, EVPs. I've got my REM pods going off. I got my cat balls going off. Cat balls being tossed. My backdrops. I, I, I quit buying backdrops. I went to a green screen because they would break the frames. Uh, I have poltergeist activity live during my shows. And it would freak me out, and I'd be throwing holy water. And I'm not joking, Rebecca. Holy water everywhere, you know, during the show and shut down my life. Yes. And uh, so we actually are doing a show once a week on haunted vessels with FDL Paranormal out of UK. So that's very interesting. So, yes. <sighs> but if you had haunted dolls, you want to talk about it? And Come on. I'll put you on the show, put you and let you share your experience, but do not let it attack Grizzly. I do not want any more attachments, okay? You're already protected. You just. So, you know. I understand what you're saying, Scarborough. I do. But from coast to coast and around the world, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up. What do you think, Sonia? I think it do. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to miss you next week. I don't know what I'm going to do. I know. It's gonna I know. Be I'm so sad. I am. I do plan on. I do plan on trying either Thursday or that Wednesday for one of those shows. There maybe. Yeah, it'll have to be Thursday. It'd have to, because I don't know how busy Wednesday would go. Um, but I would like to hop on for a minute and give you a tour of the place that I'm at. You know, I'm down with that. I'll do that for you, honey. It's not a problem. Yeah. I'll do Happy. that. I'll have a golf cart so I can do it pretty quick. I don't have to walk it. Oh my God! Did you hear about the story about my buddy's golf cart? What I did to him? Yes, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that I was, he was telling that story, and I was like, "Yeah, uh, like, oh, I'm getting a golf cart next week." <laughs> I've got pretty good experience. No. I've even got my own golf cart keys. <laughs> she dry, She takes the wheel from me. <laughs> and put me sliding. I gotta find me some audio of a car screeching and and wrecking because of her. But anyways, yes. Good night, Norma. Good night, everybody. Uh, good night, everyone. 
and uh, we'll work on those topics. So uh, God bless. And uh, Sonia, uh, I guess we'll see you sometime next week. And I'll talk to you. I love you guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. It's a grizzly. Should we get out of here? No. We're gonna watch and listen. Action. It's a grizzly. Oh, ship, should we run? <laughs> no. Action. It's a grizzly. Oh, shit. Should we run? <laughs> okay. It's a grizzly. Are you sure it's not Jim Monk? <laughs> It's a grizzly. I'm out of here. Huh. Maybe it is a chipmunk. It's a grizzly. Oh, Are we going to die? I don't know. We're just going to sit here and listen and watch. Let's get out of here, maybe. Fall! <laughs> <laughs>